On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Hello. We almost just missed this cue. We certainly did. <laughs> There's a fancy mirror back there that we were taking pictures in. I was airdropping them. We almost did not make it. <laughs> Woo. But we're here. Well, we are here. Welcome. Hello. It says that on the card. It is our 50th episode. Woo. 50 fucking episodes. I feel like Jesus in Gethsemane. Oh, I know. It, it feels like 50. Doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> How do you two feel at 50? I'm still here. I'm still alive somehow. <laughs> I've survived through the two of you. You know, we don't even go to brunch anymore just because we do this show Because I see you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> also, it is a treat to do it at this hour. Literally, when we do the podcast, it is 8 in the morning. So it is shocking to actually have my full brain with me. We'll see how it goes. But Probably we're, badly. We're usually still drunk at 8 in the morning. There's that. Yes. Yes. They decided to have real jobs, and I'm like, can't we record this at midnight <laughs> when I get up? <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Uh, uh, anyway, we are live at the Peppermint Club in Los Angeles. You guys... Ready to do the show? Yeah. So much amber lighting for us. I really feel it like is. we're on the set of like the Midnight Special in 75. Very exciting. Are the Fl- Fleetwood Mac is playing? Anyway. Yeah. They're not playing. They're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. <sighs> 2018 has been quite the year. I wish it were over. It is not. Uh, the news has been so dominated by politics. There are also so many big news stories that we completely forgot about. Completely forgot about. Imagine. Lewis. Yes. Do you remember the Olympics? Do. Wait. That shit was this year. This, this person this said like they were bursting into year. tears. Yeah. Um, yes. No, I'm shocked to say I do. And specifically... Pyeongchang. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Thank Vacation you. there every year. <laughs> I'm not somebody who's like, remember the good things in a year. Like, no, I mean, like, live in the depressiveness. Like, learn from it, etc. But I do just want to say, Adam Rippon skated in those damn Olympics and then had the nerve to be un- funny on top of it. Some of us, it's our job to be funny and we still mess up. When people who don't have to be funny then nail it with like one-liners and like can line up a multicam pilot whenever they want, as apparently he can, I am angry. 
So I resent and love him. And if he would just walk in here right now, he hosts like Dancing with the Stars Junior too. Wasn't anyway, he, come in here. He wore that harness. Yes, to outfit. the Oscars, right? Oh, he didn't skate in that. No, wasn't that no. dumb of him? No. Yeah, he needs to be freer as he skates. I don't he remember anything about the Winter Olympics. Then every gay decided that they wanted to wear a harness on a red carpet. Like we get it, right? <laughs> Sex is fun. <laughs> I also love that he did the Olympics and then he just sort of was like, I'm going to be on Instagram with my boyfriend for the rest of the year. <laughs> right. And, he's, and his boyfriend's from Finland or something? Yeah. Right? Which is, as I already said, first of all, not a Scandinavian country as I incorrectly identified at one podcast ago. You were dragged who, by some people the from Finnish Sweden stands. who do not like you putting Finland in Scandinavia. I was, yeah, the Helsinkians read me to film. <laughs> Um, yeah, his boyfriend's cute too. I'm just jealous of everything he has, including did, the wit. Did he win a medal? Yes, he bronzed. Okay. Yes. I don't remember any of that shit. I don't remember. I couldn't even. What's another sport at the Winter Olympics? I won a medal. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, well, do you remember that Don Jr. allegedly had an affair with Aubrey? <laughs> Who do I ever? Who allegedly also was in a group called Danity Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I you want to know? I don't. I might have told this story before, but I have a very weird um, Aubrey O'Day story where I had been working in PR at the time, and we were doing this like a Celebrity Apprentice panel or whatever. So I'm like backstage with her, and I was literally just in like my hair was in a bun. I was in a black work dress, and I walk in, and she goes. Girl, you look like you're trying to get a husband. Like, like that. <laughs> and I was like, Ally. What? Yeah, I was like, why is she yelling at me? And I was like, no, I'm here for work. And she was like, you look like you're trying to get a man. And I was like, oh. And, and that was at the same time when she had just had the affair with Donald Trump Jr., allegedly. I would say Donald Trump Jr., along with Eric, always look like adults sneaking into a second grader's picture day. Just... <laughs> The slicked, I mean, who, inv who has ever had hair that wet besides Lindsay Lohan in that one video? It's, it's also like the, the least likely pairing. Like it, in a year that's had some pairings that have made no sense to me, it was like, what were they, what did she think she was going to get out of that? Because clearly she was aiming for something, something else. A check. She must have been. She must have been. What did they talk about? I don't know. <laughs> That's that's saying something coming from you who is an actual Danity Can Danity Kane stan. Danity Can? <laughs> you Danity did. I do love Danity Kane. They also had lemonade before and then Tyga ruined it by Le getting Lemonade on the... was a bop. Yeah. It was from the clips grinding beat and then yeah, Tyga hopped on it. Which we didn't need. Didn't need that. Um, don't need Tyga anywhere. Rarely. Ugh. Why couldn't Me Too happen earlier when he was <laughs> <laughs> when he was at the playground looking for Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Don't gas. It happens. <laughs> like Yeah, you didn't you didn't that's not fanfic yeah, that happened. Yeah, like, yeah. Ten years ago, I don't know. Um also, what else happened? Uh we also really never talked about LeBron James when he dragged Trump on he Twitter. Did. You bum, right? Yeah, he called him <laughs> So the Warriors. Uh, this is a basketball team, Lewis. Oh, go ahead. It's, yeah. That's one of the orangier sports. They, balls, right? Yes, yes. They won. They won the big game. Oh, sure. Yeah. The Super Bowl, Lewis. Uh -huh. uh, 
I already made my Lola Bunny joke an episode ago, so I can't make that again. That's all I know about basketball. Steph Curry and some of the Warriors were like, we don't want to go to the White House. Like, fuck Trump. And Trump got mad about it because he gets mad when people don't want to come to the White House. And And when black people say anything to him. Of course. Yes. Unless they're Kanye. True. Yes. So LeBron tweeted, you bum. Steph Curry already said he ain't going. So therefore, ain't no invite. Going to White House was a great honor until you showed up. (laughs) Exclamation point. True. That's how it's it's done. And by the way, it's not a tweet stream. Just like... Fuck you, it and was, we're done. Do you? I don't know if any of you follow LeBron James on Instagram, but he, I like to imagine him in his do rag with his very expensive bottle of wine. I assume the wine is expensive. He's always like showing a picture, and I'm like, this shit must be expensive. And I just like to imagine him <laughs> drinking whispering ale. Right, exactly. <laughs> like four glasses in, and he's scrolling through. He's like sideways in bed, you know, right before you go to bed, and you're scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> And he sees the tweet and just like sends it off and goes to bed, wine drunk, with the do-rag. That's what I like to imagine. Imagine winning like a Kennedy Center honor now. Right? I I wouldn't perform. (laughs) No, Cher just won one and like, excuse me, like she has to think about Trump? Now I'm sad. You know what I mean? With Reba, who by the way (laughs) is either 37 or 137. (laughs) (laughs) She is the witch from Into the Woods. Yes. <laughs> also, guys, do you remember that someone this year won an Oscar for fucking a fish? They did. <laughs> Shape of Water won Best Picture. That remember? movie was very um, sea green colored. I feel like I feel like the yeah. the the tint on it was Listerine. <laughs> Do you remember Shape of Water? I do. I have not thought about it. Actually, I haven't thought about it since until I was on a plane back um, from, you know, my vacation in Europe. Um, You go on vacation? Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, Oh, don't worry. It's fine. Platform nine and three quarters. Got it. Heard of it. Um, This woman on the plane back was watching Shape of Water. (laughs) And I think she fell asleep. <laughs> because I saw the movie happening, and you know when you're on a plane, like you sometimes watch it with yeah. people's shoulders. She like, at a certain point, it was towards the end of the movie, and then it was at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> she just watch it again. So sure. either she fell asleep, or she was really getting off. My problem with that movie is just the casting was so obvious. Like, a, a whimsical uh, woman. Well, uh, Sally Hawkins has done that before. Oh, an evil man, uh, Michael Shannon. Oh, uh, a saucy woman, Octavia Spencer. It was like firstthought.tumblr.com. Your, yeah. your biggest problem wasn't the, the fish fucking. The human woman having sex with a fish. Um, where does that rank for you? He was ripped. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. When we talked about it before, we didn't bring up the fact that, you know, like, I did love that the lead of the movie was a deaf character. Yes. You know? Uh, maybe not. Or not deaf, she was mute, right? Oh, was she mute? Yes. Right. Okay, yeah, she was mute. <laughs> yes. I said I don't remember the movie. The important thing is you know everything and remember everything. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the royal wedding happened, too. 
That was That's this true. year. And she's pregnant, right? Megan is? Allegedly. Yes. She's pregnant, yeah. Oh, she is? That was quick. When yeah. was the wedding shit? When, when, what month was that? May? May. Oh, wow. Do you guys ever just go through Meghan Markle's like TV filmography and realize, man, you really were just a one-episode actor, and then you got this. No, she... She's listen, like, I'm on without a trace. On. First of all, hold Suits, on. Suits was on for 34 the, seasons. Yes. <laughs> the first, Spun off from L.A. The Law. first four seasons of Suits were solid. They were very good. And um, Gina Torres looked fucking incredible. She was just in, like, fur-lined coats and, like, sheath dresses and heels, and she was just yelling at white men, and it was... And she was the boss of everyone, and Megan was there helping with things. <laughs> Often being mad at Mike for something. For something. She and Mike took a long time. She wore a lot of his dress shirts. She did. She did wear his dress shirts a lot. Yeah. Did she go to law school? She eventually? did later. Yeah, she eventually went. While she was also apparently, I don't Her know. Her dad retired from the Baltimore Police Department, and then he, you, did, no one caught that wire reference? That's fine. We don't have any true Suits fans in here. Um, this is like the Suits Wikipedia over yeah. here. Jesus I was, I was, I was. You know what was nice was during the wedding because no one really knew who Meghan Markle was, but I did because I had been watching Suits, so I felt like I had this. It was all worth it. I was proud of her. You know, she did not go to best friend. Priyanka Chopra's wedding. Uh, oh, she uh, didn't. We know they're best friends because Priyanka was definitely room. not stop telling us. <laughs> they were, uh, there was definitely room for her, too. There was. <laughs> there were a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, part of it is, so Megan, because she's joining the monarchy, she, you know she's not a citizen yet. She's of going where? To, of the UK. UK? Oh. <laughs> Heard like of automatic. It? it wasn't an automatic. No Oz. <laughs> uh, no, it's not automatic. And so she's going through the exact process that anyone else does when they marry someone. So mm. she's trying to, be, you know, you I can only be out of the country. I'm let her in. You can only be out of the country a certain amount of time. So maybe she's just banking dates, you know, for when sure. they need to go to Africa for a photo op. Yep. Sure. You've solved it. Solved it. Also, <sighs> Kara. What? Do you remember what Stacy Dash ran for Congress? <laughs> Guys, it was I it do. was a stroll at most. <laughs> Running strikes me as ambitious. Wasn't it in a in a district that was like in Compton too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember that. To talk about her run for conference, everyone, Stacy Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Like her, she's not the, here. What year was the Oscar when, for some reason, Stacey Dash showed up at the Oscars, and True. everyone was like, "Why is this bitch here?" I know, right? <laughs> that well, was a Chris Rock year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm just saying, if if a white host did that, that would have been even zanier. different. That yeah, would have been even zanier. <laughs> well, you know what? Stacey Dash doesn't have homophobic tweets. Should she? Oh host, yeah, love she host her. The Oscars. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> love that brand of hers. Is it, but she, so Stacey Dash ended up dropping out of she the did. race. However, very there, quickly. Very quickly. So she's not a complete. Mm, but uh, there were people who wrote in her name on the ballot, or like her name was still on the ballot, and there were people that still voted for Stacey Dash in the year 2018. Call, you didn't have to call me out like that. Did you go down there? <laughs> I wrote in Stacey Dash. I'll admit it. 
Do you? <laughs> yeah. For president. <laughs> Did it in the midterms, too. Where do, you, where do you think she is right now? What do you think she's doing? Lurking? I don't know. Yeah. Behind the speaker? I have no idea. Watching suits? <laughs> Stacy, I do remember that. It's been a long-ass year. Louis, uh-huh. who won the World Cup? I remember that one. Uh, 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 it's France. It is. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. It's on the card. That's true. <laughs> I know certain things some of the time. That did one you, I don't think I did knew. Did you though. look at the card? Did I, I may have seen it. Okay. A little glance. Right. Did you watch any of the World Cup? I Again, I, I just think soccer is a sport where people in, innovate wonderful hot haircuts. That's why we have them. Yeah. Like whenever people ask, like, you know, what are like the hot gay haircuts? It's like gay people don't know. Ask soccer. <laughs> Kara, did you watch? Yeah. You liked the World Cup. I studied abroad in Cape Town the year the World Cup was in South Africa. So I had to watch so much soccer in the lead up. So I was into it for like three months and then I forgot. That's the one with the Shakira know. anthem, right? That's the. No, that was with Kanan. Do you remember mm. that? He was the K and the apostrophe. It doesn't. <laughs> wave that flat. Something. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but it was. This one's it for happened. Africa. Yes. Yes, yeah. that was the one. Um, I think I watched the, you know what? I did watch the final game because I remember, because there were so many black people on the French team, so I was like, it's like the Negroes one. And, um, <laughs> Louis, we saw some and, of it. When yeah. Right, 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 right. And right. it was raining when they got the cup. Okay. That's what I remember. I feel like so, yeah. briefly I was into the World Cup, like in college. I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, we can all go hang out. And now I'm an adult, and I'm like, these games air at 5 a.m.? No, that was right. the other thing. No, thank you. That was the other That's thing. That's when I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love this running bit. Definitely keep that going. Yeah. The thing is, though, he actually does like go to bed at 5 in the morning. We can bring what? back the replacing you bit, Lewis. Okay. <laughs> They don't like that one on Reddit. <laughs> when we're back, we're going to play a game. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? <laughs> no? Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. <laughs> Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. 
I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And <laughs> I am the coziest a human being can be. Because by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's like pretty mild outside and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, we're back. (laughs) Now, we've done 50 episodes. That's over 50 hours of content. We've gifted the world... In honor of hitting the 50 episode mark, we wanted to play a game with uh, Crooked Media Darling and podcast newbie Tommy Veter. Would you welcome Tommy Veter to the stage? <laughs> Stay over there. We're not, we already hugged. Yeah, right. We hugged backstage. Also, Tommy, Lewis, and I are in a similar color palette, we which are. just shows how. Like, on the wave of Keep It You Are. I like to stand out, like Effie White. <laughs> Actually, we all have some version of, like, some, like, updated Urban Santa's Workshop maroon <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> uh, I should admit, I think I pitched myself for this show, because I'm such a big fan. <laughs> I'm the biggest Keep It fan. I host a show that releases on Wednesdays, too, and... What's it called? Have we heard of it? Pause Save the World. No <laughs> oh, one cares. Okay. Uh-huh. You are not here to promo your show. <laughs> no. What I was going to say is, when I wake up in the morning, I could work out, and I'll come back, my wife will be streaming a podcast when she's like in the shower, and it's Keep It, even though my show came out that day. She right. doesn't see you guys. So. Is it nice to wake up, and for a moment, you think that me, Ira, and Lewis are in the shower with your wife? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Very briefly. I'm sure it passes quickly, but you're like... It's fleeting. It's yeah. like Riverdale up in there. 
Get some jingle jangle. Is yeah. That what's <laughs> we have jingle jangle backstage. Okay. I know. I just had some. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> it will never not be. This is a huge tangent. That that is what they named like the crack that they're selling. Yeah, and then now you stroll into Trader Joe's and they're like jingle jangle for sale yeah. in a tin. It's fucking merch. It's crazy. Now, Tommy claims to Stan keep it. Mm-hmm. But does he truly deserve the title of Keep It's Biggest Fan, which he just fucking called himself? <laughs> we're going to quiz him and see how much he truly stands Keep It in a game we're calling for no other reason than it sounds funny, Jim Stan Laundry. <laughs> Here on Keep It, we like to honor our nation's icons, everyone from Martha Stewart to Frederick Douglass to Ariana Grande's High Pony. But recently celebrities have been talking about uh, Harriet Tubman in some pretty ignorant ways. Here's what you have to do, Tommy. You have to say who on Keep It said this quote. Okay. Uh, here we go. If you bitches don't stop mentioning Harriet Tubman, I swear to God, stop saying her name. She doesn't want you talking about her. I promise. <laughs> Keep it. Shut up. Kara. You know what it was, Kara? <laughs> Harriet even sent out a tweet. She's not having it. Tommy, mm-hmm. who is often possessed by the living spirit of Catherine Deneuve? <laughs> Lewis. It is not me, unfortunately. Oh my God, no, 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 no. Wait. Wow. wow. I have a terrible French accent. How could I possibly have gotten this okay, wrong? No, no. Wow. Should we give it to him? Okay. That Should was... we give it to him? This was... No, shit. Wait, technically that's the advertising portion of the show. That's true. I will have you now. I worked on my French accent longer. <laughs> than Rita Ora did for hers in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I thought that was some actress that died in 16. And no, also, to- when she's Tom- still alive. Yes. When Tommy said that, he reached out to me almost to say like, I, I see you, Lewis. I know it's you. And it, it, it so wasn't me. It was, it was unfortunate. <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. Who once had the audacity to say keep it to a baby? Fuck. Tommy just looked at me like we were on the Titanic and I had the last life jacket. (laughs) There is not room, Tommy. Ira. (laughs) No! It was actually me. It was the royal baby because we already had one we didn't do anything with. Yeah. It was the girl. Yeah, Charlotte was the new one. Imagine remembering Charlotte a baby. I just... Oh, it's already gone. I don't remember. These are hard. Right. These are tough. (laughs) Moving right along. As we know, the GOP, also known as the Grand Ole Party, is having, shall we say, a PR crisis. Why the hell are they called the Grand Ole Party when their members are the most boring-looking group of white dudes, see Mitch McConnell, ever? As it is the holiday season, Keep It wanted to do our part in giving back. So, Tommy, what was the name we suggested to revamp the GOP? Was it A, the Grand Omarosa Party, B, the Grimy Old Pricks, or C, the Grumpy Old Perjurers? Tommy, Don't look at the card. Take a second, Tommy. Take a second. Take a breath. B. Shockingly, no. <laughs> what was it? It was the Grand Omarosa Party, and I'll tell you how you could tell. There's no cleverness. We just <laughs> substituted Ol for Omarosa. That's the keep it signature. 
Tommy, we need to get your average up here. I know, I'm getting killed. You know I used to talk about Omarosa on this podcast all the time. I was until on an Kara's lawsuit. Yes. Ira and I physically <laughs> fought over him not talking about Omarosa anymore. We did. But we wrestled. It was at the Harper's Bazaar party. Yeah, but you missed it. <laughs> I still need filming my something else. I still need my shoe back. <sighs> anyway, speaking of Harper's Bazaar. Okay. The girls are fighting. And you know, we can't get enough of it. Any true fan would have a strong opinion on the feud of the year. Mm-hmm. So Tommy, are you team Cardi? Or Nicki Minaj? I know this one. Do you? <laughs> Cardi. I would say yes. Why are you team Cardi? Because you are. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually a great answer. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm the only one team Nikki. Why are you team Nikki? She follows me on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> We're going to try to get your average up here. Okay, good. Okay. I think you're doing just fine. Uh, who had this hot take about beloved late pop star Prince? Purple Rain is deeply overplayed and we don't need to hear it ever again. Right. That is so fucked up. Who said that? Tommy. Tommy, come on. Come on. Come on. Do you want a hint? You know a black person didn't say that shit. Uh, so who does that leave? Lewis? It was me. Guys, it's the eighth best track on that album. The only one worse is anybody? Computer Blue. That was correct. <laughs> The other seven are lovely. You got one boo. Thank you. That's right. He was ushered out of the room. He's gone now. (laughs) Usher? Tommy, Mm. what shocking breaking news story triggered the beginning of the Keep It Mysteries? A, the ongoing investigation into the Trump urination tape. I said urination because this shit is classy. (laughs) B, Beyonce being mysteriously bitten at a Hollywood party. Or C, who threw the shoe? B. Yes. That was such a fun story. Unfortunately, can you imagine biting Beyonce? No. (laughs) Unfortunately, there was really only one suspect. It was like the like a Scooby Doo thing where it's like, do you think it's the decrepit carnival worker? I do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, we got one more. Okay. One more. Shit. This is really hard. Is anyone keeping score? Good. 10 for 10. Yeah. Uh, who is not on Kara's top 10 list of white women? Okay. Is it A, Celine Dion? B, Victoria Beckham? C, Jane Fonda? <laughs> the opinions are wild. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This isn't Price is Right. Pipe down out there. I think it is... B. Tommy! Fuck. Tommy! I thought you liked Jane Fonda for some reason. I do reason. like Jane Fonda, but Victoria Beckham. Uh, Jane's she, in the low you, 20s. You know what? Listen, Victoria Beckham never smiles. Of course I love Victoria Beckham. Uh. I love a woman who just refuses to smile and is scowling all the time. <laughs> and also, like, her hair is always wrapped in, like, a chignon around her neck so that she can do the same face she always does in pictures, which is 
this. It won't translate on a podcast. I don't know why I even started this. <laughs> Tommy, you need to watch Victoria's Vogue. Well, how many questions? 72, 73? Yeah. What? It's incredible. It's the best one. It's incredible. She answers 73 questions? Yeah. Oh, Rapid, you've not seen these Rapid fire. Wow. Yeah. It's really good. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, after that, watch mine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and guys, hey, that was Tommy Vitor. Hey. <laughs> Thank should, you for having should, me. should we give it to him? I thought you he gets the Just Fine Award. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is Keep It's fan. <laughs> right. No, you're our biggest fan. I'm I stand the show. We love you. Thank you Thank for you. for doing 50 great episodes. 50 more? Shall we? <laughs> it's in my contract. Yeah. Got we'll to <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Bye, Tommy. When we're back, Kara is going to be an adult and lead us in a discussion about Me Too. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. And we are back. <laughs> Guys, if you can believe it, it's been over a year since Ronan Farrow published his story in The New Yorker, exposing the depth of Harvey Weinstein's depravity and setting off the mainstream movement we've all known as Me Too, although it is important to note that Me Too was started by Tarana Burke. Mm-hmm. The year has been filled with women standing their ground in the downfall of powerful men. A lot of good has come from the movement. Bill Cosby was sentenced to prison time. Harvey Weinstein has been indicted. Kevin Spacey's career ended. But we've also had some setbacks. Our, uh, Asia Argento was accused of sexual misconduct. Babe.net published a journalistically irresponsible story, Me Too story about Aziz Ansari. So a year later, it has been a long year of the... Long, long stories of awful men doing awful things. We have to ask ourselves, how far have we come? Well, I think one thing that is uh, 
I'll say I'll start with the discouraging note. How about that? Do we'll it. move into encouraging. Um, how sophisticated the kind of naysaying has gotten, and it makes me think of the Christine Blasey Ford. Kavanaugh situation, specifically how all the men on Kavanaugh's side arranged this sophisticated argument and kept um, telling him, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. Basically, this narrative has built that really men who are accused um, are enduring something horrifying also, that they can claim uh, you know, to have been wrong. Like to the have witch been... hunt yes, thing. Yes. Right. And I feel like that has really gained footing i feel like that is what i take away a year later is how they have wriggled out of being held responsible and now have found ways to gain weirdly fans particularly it exposed a lot of hypocrisy too because how many of those people on the right who were vehemently defending kavanaugh being like well any man could be accused so i guess no man's going to join the supreme court how many of them were so excited that hollywood was taking out the trash with like right. Weinstein and people. Right. No, they're a bunch of fucking idiots and hypocrites. Um, <laughs> oh, it, that's true. Yes, that's true. that too. No, I mean, it feels, it's it's such a, always like a double-edged sword. Like it's so, it's good that like these are conversations that are happening that women feel like they can come out and say things and like obviously still as we saw with Brett Kavanaugh that like they're still their names are still dragged through the mud you know they're not often believed but it feels a little bit better it feels like people are they're getting more support they're being believed a little bit more um but also it's like you have shit like why is Louis C.K. showing up at fucking like comedy clubs and he's still doing that shit I mean the fact that Brett Kavanaugh is on the Supreme Court is proof that like nothing is really helping and so it's it's just it feels like a fight that you'll never win um which is not encouraging the obviously. only way we could book this show is to have louis ck do a set after this that's right, <laughs> right. sorry <laughs> <laughs> but um i don't know you know i you know we've also seen there was a there's a recent story that was in the wall street journal about how all of these like wall street bros are scared so they're like sending out basically memos or whatever and they're saying like you know don't have a one-on-one meeting because you know you might rape a woman if you're just in a Mm -hmm. room alone with her or don't sit next to them on planes you can't sit next to a woman on a fucking plane without doing something criminal uh like all of these just like bullshit things to just like not be around women and it's hurting women's careers right because they're like well you know if they can't go they can't have a business dinner then she just can't do the job um, because men are annoying like that. What happened is the country, now all things like Karen Pence. (laughs) That's right. Uh, (laughs) No men and no women together ever. Um, Yeah, it's it's nice to sort of celebrate some of the things that happen, you know, like record number of women elected to Congress. You know, it's like the response. Yeah, that's fine. you know, that we went out there as a people that, you know, voting was up at least, you know, in mm-hmm. the places where it wasn't suppressed by the GOP. But it's still a year where people are doing like really shitty things to work around it now. And it seems like now there are even new hoops, you know? Yeah. You have that thing that you just brought up. You know, you have people. I, there was a really interesting interview. Um, with sort of, I think, the owner of the Comedy Cellar and um, Hannah Georges, who was on an Hannah's episode amazing. of this before. She was fabulous. She is amazing. Way, I meant to say that. Um, they talked about basically 
some real shit about Louis C.K. And I think the Comedy Cellar owner was just sort of like, he wants something tangible, you know? Because he's in the business of comedy and providing comedy to an audience. So for them, for a lot of people in the industry, it is what tangible can a person like Louis C.K. do? Someone who, you know, because first of all, they feel like he's not Harvey, so right. he should get a comeback, you know? He's not Kevin Spacey. So what tangible can Louis C.K. do to be able to have a comeback? And I feel like we need to, in 2019, really get to the point where we're not worried about that, you right. know? Like, why are you worrying about his comeback several months later, you know? Right, and I mean, I think the other thing, too, was for better and worse, like, Harvey Weinstein, like, broke the story, right? But because that was the first story, and obviously, like, when it's the first one, like, you learn that he was a fucking monster. And so everyone is now measured against Harvey Weinstein, which doesn't make sense. Like, that's not, monster is not the bar. Like, we should shoot a little better than that. And so it's sort of like, if, you know, um, someone else who, like a Louis C.K., who wasn't doing what Harvey Weinstein did, it's like, well, then he deserved a chance because he didn't do that. Like, that's not the bar. Like, being a fucking predator is not the bar everyone should clear. Like, it, we should yeah. should do better than that. But I think, I think it'll be really interesting going into 2019 because... I think you see with a lot of these dudes where, and I have always said this, like I do not believe that for most of them, other than Harvey Weinstein because he's really been made the scapegoat, that like they'll, they'll be back. They'll be fucking fine. I don't know if you guys know, but rich white dudes have done well in this country. Again, things, cancellation, things, yeah. an ongoing process that we forget to do and keep right. up on. Things <laughs> tend to work out well for them, and you've already seen like the Matt Lauer eyeing whatever bullshit and like all of that. So it'll be interesting in 2019 because I think you will see a lot of these dudes who kind of were canceled or whatever were called out in 2018 and 2017, right when the story first broke. I think it'll be interesting to see them start to mount their comebacks because that's 100% what's going to happen and it's up to all of us to be like no this is not shit we're cool with or also I think there are some people where we can have a conversation of like listen have you grown have you done something have you have you actually made amends do you would do we feel like you understand what's happened um because not everyone again can fall in the Harvey Weinstein bucket so you know we did the episode about Aziz Ansari uh and then we did a follow up one when he came back i think a lot of people were sort of like oh you know like you were grouping Aziz Ansari in with these other people and no one was grouping him in with it we were talking about the fact that Something specific happened, and the Babe.net story was obviously, like, shitty reporting. Garbage, yeah. It was garbage, you know? Um, and when he came back, though, his stand-up set was basically, like, the antithesis of what his stand-up had been before. He was like, people are too woke. People yeah, are attacking people on the internet. Yeah. And it was defensive. And it was like, if you wanted to be an adult and have a conversation, like, maybe even an interview, you know, a profile where you were like... I understand why some people were mad at me. I understand how I want to act going forward. We could have been fine. We're season three of Master of None. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think a lot of people don't understand an apology, right? Like it's, it's acknowledging what you've done wrong. It's acknowledging like that you understand why what you did was wrong. And it's being clear about why you won't do that again. 
Like it's just it doesn't seem that fucking difficult. It is. I mean, and like, they all seem so confused about because, like, I don't know if you guys know, Hollywood's a forgiving industry. I mean, Daddy's Home Two, anyone? <laughs> wow, Daddy's Home Two content. Wow. No, I agree. You would think. I mean, we've sort of built this idea that we're like awash in a world of apologies, but truly, it just doesn't feel like you're ever hearing from people who get apologizing right. One. Lena Dunham. I mean, like, uh, how many? See you next week. She going to apologize incorrectly. (laughs) She keeps doing it. Uh, No, I know. I assume we're saving that for another. No, we're doing it now. Oh, okay. Fuck it. We're doing it live. (laughs) The fact that what that her apologizing to that woman was buried within a curated. Hollywood Reporter thing that right, she had she written. It was like within an essay. Yes. In the Hollywood Reporter. That she guest edited. That she guest edited. And you know what? Viola Davis's cover was whack. <laughs> you was, have been on about this all day. <laughs> it was styled improperly. She was in the clouds. It looked like a Scientology pamphlet. <laughs> How much you want to bet she chose the styling herself? I feel like they're like, Viola, whatever you want to do. <laughs> she trying to get in with Tom Cruise? <laughs> Could be. I'd want to be in Mission Impossible 6, too. Call me, Tom. Um, but she had that. And then also, she brought Aurora's mom on stage. That was weird. And Aurora is, has a black dad and a white mom. And just think about the optics of being two white women on stage while Lena Dunham is sobbing about the sexual assault of a black woman. Yeah, it, it, it was also like she had clearly lied about she had this whole thing when she they originally released a statement that was like we have insider information and then in her Hollywood reporter piece she admitted that she did not have that information mm. and it's like it takes more than this like glammed up appearance at a brunch to kind of make up for that you would think she would know how to apologize by now. I show glammed up to brunch and you won't even forgive me for being late. I don't. There are literally like... Do you know how many gifts I've gotten from Ira being late to shit? (laughs) There are literally like (laughs) meme bingo cards of things Lena Dunham says in apologies. So the fact that we're still in the like, let's get another editor in there. Let's get another voice in there. it's sad too because, you know, she is a woman who's been through a lot and I am a person who actually has enjoyed a lot of her content too and it's like people were willing to forgive her and you just keep making a mess of it so in that vein how are we all going to be better allies and advocates in 2019 I mean going back to the whole naysaying thing I think it's a lot I, I mean I'm literally just thinking about parties I've been to where you hear somebody say something like well, you always hear this about her, whatever. I mean, just like it can even be slight. It can be, you know, it, it's not someone making a scene or whatever. But really, you your brain can wake up then and you can shut that fucking person down. I mean, you really can't. Like, dudes, how many, like, bullshit, sexist, gross jokes do you hear? Don't laugh. Try that. Try being like, hey... That's a shitty thing to say. That's not cool. Like, people, you'd be shocked how well shame works for people. Mm-hmm. Public shame is, is like, it works very well, but it's like, you, it, it's all built into the culture of this. And it's just like, you can't let things like this pass based off of, well, you know, well, he's just like that. It's like, no, your friend is a fucking creep. You should say something. Or stop being his friend and tell him why you're not going to be his friend anymore. Because also, you look bad. You look bad when your friends are creeps. Yeah. 
gays too when they talk about totally Obama, you know women in Hollywood pop singers you know it's like think about the language you use and you know excavate that I also just want to say in terms of the entertainment angle of this whole thing one thing that I guess I've been appreciative of is rather glibly journalists will just ask you know any celebrity about like what's your uh, woman uh, female celebrities what's your experience been in this whole me too thing you know just throwing it out there like unleash your trauma at me whatever <laughs> and occasionally i mean like grateful for anybody who actually responds to those questions but specifically i remember once Sher- sharon stone was asked and she just laughed in his face <laughs> and the fact that she got to let that out and be like I'm Sharon Stone. Of course, people have treated me terribly. The fact that we've just been exposed to that, like, of, of like, I have of course been treated terribly in my time as a world famous actress, has been like a gift. It's like I, I bet we have treated you like shit since you have, you know, since you were in Total Recall or whatever. But you know what? In 2019, at the Oscars, at the Golden Globes, ask the men. Ask some the shit. goddamn men. Oh, that. Ask all of the dudes. We've asked all the women at this point. We've asked all of the women. Ask the men. How do they feel? I want to know what Timothy Chalamet thinks. (laughs) Did you guys see his, uh, is it Variety interview with um, Emma Stone? The entire time he's like, I'm just, I'm such a big fan. Like, he can't stop complimenting her. And after a while, she's like, please stop. Just ask me the question. Tell Timothy, everyone get their talking points together. Yeah. Ask Harvey Hamlet's tall ass. Ask them. (laughs) We've done it. We figured it out. Solved, yes. So that was was the fun portion of the evening. Woo! Guys, when we're back, Oprah's here. And we're going to talk about our favorite things. (laughs) Oprah's not here. I don't know if you could, but look under your seats. (laughs) You've all got, I don't know, debt. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're back. (laughs) I see myself, we see ourselves as the Oprah of the podcasting world. Sure. Individually, we live more in the Gail Stedman territory. Speak for yourself. Who, who Stedman has this? a great life. Stedman has an incredible life. <laughs> You'd be a fool to shit on Stedman's life. Stedman's life is unfucking believable. He's got it figured out. We're all a little bit like Oprah. We're wise. Yes. We're not really convinced Lindsay Lohan is okay. That's right. <laughs> and God damn it, I love bread. <laughs> so anyway, just like my podcast nemesis, Oprah, <laughs> we want to share some of our favorite things. I was hoping that we would share like products and like I'd get some of them for free, but that didn't really work out. So... Hit us up, Toyota. Yeah, right? (laughs) You went to Toyota first, okay. Wasn't that what she gave away? Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. What was it? A Pontiac. Pontiac. Oh, that's not what I thought. (laughs) Thank you, Oprah's handmaiden, for noting that. Hit me up, sweet green. Can I get a salad? We can eat romaine again, so it's good. I know. Yeah. Do you know I ordered Postmates from Chipotle? I will not be shamed. Uh, and I called my Postmate person and said, you can't order it in the app. 
but Chipotle has romaine back. Is back. Get me some lettuce. Yeah. I was looking through my old tweets for tonight, and I found a picture of a sweet green salad, and I guess we had a romaine recall earlier this year, and I said, if I die, I die. You were sure. I need that guacamole greens. Listen, when you're in romaine, do as the romaines do. Oh, wish I... Wish you didn't say that. <laughs> is this a part of it? This is not. This is not part of the. In the. People they are, want it. People are building windows to jump out of <laughs> yeah. in this room. So anyway, Kara. Yes. Lewis. Uh -huh. Yes. What were your favorite feuds this year? People were fighting. The girls were fighting. Obviously, my favorite feud was Cardi and Nikki. Obviously. Well, anytime uh, there's mystery and intrigue. Yes. I mean, it just was. It was such a. It was a. It was the underdog. It was Cardi coming through. I early, in the beginning of this year, or last year, I was like, Cardi is going to have the number one song in the country. Do you know how many people told me I was wrong? <laughs> a lot. Do you know how many people doubted me? And people she, came up to her on the street and said, no! No! <laughs> and then she unseated Taylor motherfucking Swift for number one with Bodak Yellow. And it makes me feel good because I feel correct. Because I loved Cardi when she was just a stripper in the Bronx with an Instagram page, and I loved her, and she spoke to me because she said, a hoe never gets cold, and I thought, you are right. I don't get cold as I stand outside these clubs in my bodycon dresses at age 24. <laughs> so... Kara, you sound like white people saying that they heard Vampire Weekend on campus <laughs> Oh, here it Columbia. is. <laughs> we all had vibe. No, okay. I'm fine with that, but... <laughs> I, I love it because Cardi is so herself, doesn't give a shit, and came through just with like receipts and just didn't care and was like, Nikki was mean to me and tried to take my money and did her Instagram videos with those nails. And I, I, and it just had so many layers. You know, it was the Instagram videos, it was the secret Twitter likes, it was a shoe throwing, it just, it's podcast appearances. It just gave me medium. Not this one. Not this mm -hmm. one. Gave me levels. Come I loved on, it. Cardi. Now, my favorite rapper is Taylor Swift, so you've offended me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine's Parappa. Oh, yeah? Sure. <laughs> I love a PS1. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that pretty well. You could play Devil Dice on PS1. Listen, I. Crash Bandicoot. Love Cardi. Yes. I am. I love Cardi's presence. I'm all about it. I get the singles, I stream them. Yes. Uh, obviously, I know Nikki is the better rapper, but Cardi's a better personality. Also, also, Nikki was like, the number of people that are like, she's been mean to me, no one's saying that about Cardi. Cardi's just out here on a private jet eating crab, just trying to like live her life with her beautiful child. Like, it, she's just... She's busy getting flued out. Here's my feeling about <laughs> Nikki. Nikki is... Pressed, but also good at being pressed. So I don't know where I fall on her. Like I'm excited except, and upset. Except look at look at some album sales this year. Oh, okay. I didn't know the look sound scan some, was going to jump who out. Had, who had a number one single this year? Listen, I don't think it I was cannot Nikki. drag people for album sales because one, I stand Rita Ora. That's and, true. And and two, 
Beyonce sales are bad since she went with her husband's damn streaming service. Right, but that's like a different. I just, I think, I think it was. I actually think it was actually kind of interesting because Nikki has like more of the clout and the power and whatever. But it's a like Cardi was just like fucking cool, and like you felt like when she was when she was like doing an Instagram video, you're like, oh, she just picked up her phone and did an Instagram video. She didn't call anyone. Her publicists are watching it real time with us. <laughs> her lawyer is watching it real time with us. Like, I just feel it feels like real in a way that I love. As much as I love Cardi, she never gave us anything as great as you think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a shiny fucking dress on and a fucking crown on her head when she's taking the slaves Thank God. to freedom? Thank God she didn't. <laughs> Lewis. What was your favorite feud? My feud is actually slightly old, but it has moved nicely into 2018. Okay. You have to do things that are happening now. No, but we're going to talk about the creation of rumors. There's an update. Guys, are you familiar with... Lewis always tries to cheat with these things where it has to be now. Right. It'll be cute. Don't worry. Do you guys remember Ryan Murphy, who, of course, has created Feud and Glee and all these shows? Okay. Wonderful gay creator. Unfortunately... He created the show Feud, which was about Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, played by Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon. And he is still fighting with 102-year-old actress Olivia de Havilland, (laughs) two-time Oscar winner who is living in Paris. Okay, just recently, okay, she was portrayed by Catherine Zeta-Jones on Feud last year. Olivia uh, de Havilland, upset, sued, didn't go well. She is taking it to the Supreme Court now, honey. She's pissed. This is a woman who subsisted for a hundred years, uh, I'll say 70 years, on a bitter rivalry with her Oscar-winning sister, Joan Fontaine. Then that loser had the nerve to die in her 90s, and Olivia picked up the angst and threw it at gay America. She said she uh, 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 has now released a statement saying that in an age in America when there is so much misinformation, Trump inducing, she has to continue with this fight and I believe it will keep her alive for another 15 years. So I'm going to support it. I do appreciate like an old bitch being like (laughs) petty as fuck. Yes. Just like. I don't give a fuck. I may die during this. I don't care. Fuck you, Ryan Murphy. She'll like, I fall on that. Ryan Murphy as yeah. her last act. I appreciate the dedication to her pettiness. I like it. She was in Gone with the Wind, and she's suing Ryan Murphy. My favorite feud was Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. God, that was oh, this year. That was this year. I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> Who do you who do you think came out on top? Obviously, Sarah Jessica came out on top, but I am still Team Kim. But Kim was great, <laughs> huh? Can you imagine what the Sex in the City three script looked like? Of course, I'm sure the script was trash. Right, like she was correct. Like, who were they racist to in this one? Right. <laughs> Didn't you see they the story? They were in the migrant caravan. There was a story that um. <laughs> there was a story that Cynthia or. Uh, Cynthia Nixon? Yeah, what's her... Why am I forgetting her name? Miranda. Miranda's child was going to, like, be sexting her, Samantha. So, like, as 16, 17, whatever, 18, like, 16 or up child, because they're still children, was going to be, like, sexting Samantha. And you know Kim Cattrall was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not doing this shit. Oof. 
Good for her. And that big big was gonna die was the yeah. other yeah, part big of was that, right? She's already sexting Brooklyn Beckham. Didn't mm. also That's not true. Did, it was it's a joke. Not true. Didn't we also have her sad about big like, you know, when he dumped her at the wedding and she looked terrible and puffy and we're like, Oh look, she looks like a real woman. Uh-huh. It was like we've got her sad over big again. Right, right, right. Him dying, we don't need that. What happened in two with them? That's when they went movie? to no. That's when they. Well, I know they went to. Abu the storyline in the second one is oh, she's she, oh, she's yeah. mad at him for buying her a TV. That's oh, right. Yeah, in the bedroom. This was like a two hundred million dollar yeah. movie. Yeah, and she kind she consider and then she runs into Aiden in like the market, <laughs> and he's buying rugs or some shit, and um, she like considers cheating on Big with Aiden. Mm. Any Aiden Which, fans frankly, in here? Which frankly she should have done in the first place. Yes. Any Aiden fans in here? Good, you're boring. Boring no. people love Aiden. Get boring people love Aiden. You, know, you mean she loves happiness and being treated well? Is that what she loves? A kind partner who supports her and doesn't play games, Lewis. We're in Is a universe. That what she loves. We're in a universe of burgers now, and you have to live with it. <laughs> so your control will not do Sex in the City three, but you know what I bet she would do? Mannequin three. Oh, sure. <laughs> Big she, Trouble in Little China too. Sure. She should do that. Yeah. And the only Sex and the City we need is a spinoff where J-Hud is trying to Stop get... She's <laughs> She's working at Louis Vuitton. <laughs> she's taking over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kara. Yes. I know your white women list was a good 10. Yes. Or was it 11? Didn't you is cheat? It, did I cheat? I don't recall. It's fine. Um... <laughs> Happened in 2018. It did. It's 2024 now. Okay. Um, who would you add to the list? I would add Ariana Grande. Uh-huh. Ariana and that goddamn ponytail. She is my ponytail princess has stolen my heart. I was like, I was, I obviously knew who Ariana Grande was. I wasn't like a huge fan. Um, I mostly didn't like the comparisons to Mariah Carey, who was a genius and a songwriter yep. and a savant. And it's and it's fine. And those were sort, those were like unnecessary. But Ariana stole my heart this year. I love her. I want to protect her. She's been through so much. I hope she's okay. I hope the ponytail is secure. I just, I would, I. She's so little. I just, I love her. My concern is just, I I don't know who is applying the tan, but I'm just saying it's gone beyond tan and we're now in like an A&W root beer territory. Yeah. Why don't you go right for into, Lewis? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, do not compare me to that. I have loved Ariana since The Way, since Victorious, since The Vines, since she was born. (laughs) (laughs) I I was late, but I love her now. I just want what's best for her. I I love the ponytail again. I love the commitment to the ponytail. Sure. Um, I just I'm She's happy great. for her. I'm happy. I'm glad she got out of what she needed to get out of. I'm glad she's loving Ariana. Yeah. I'm glad she's found someone she's in love with me. <laughs> and uh, I love her. You know who I would add to your list? Who? Natalie Portman. Uh huh. Okay. I love Natalie Portman. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Okay. If anybody did not love Jackie, if anybody did not love Closer, if anybody did not love Leon. Oh, wow, the professional, yes. Yes. If anybody did not love her, 
responding maturely to Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Did you guys fucking see this? Because Jessica Simpson, because Jessica Simpson has, apparently has poor reading comprehension <laughs> and thought Natalie was slandering her. Uh, Leave I, Jessica I just, and her shoe empire alone. I love Natalie Portman. She's great. I, I like Natalie Portman, but she doesn't give me anything outside of the screen. Like this, there was this. She doesn't give me anything off screen. Well, you know, some people like are just the for. art. Oh, that's yes. true. Wouldn't have given her the Oscar for Jackie. Would have given it to Isabel Huppert. And then Emma Stone should have come in third. I want to see all the rankings every year for Best Actress. Oh Anybody God. else? Louis, um, who would you add to I'm going to add... You guys familiar with somebody named Nicole Kidman? Can I tell you... Okay, she's in this new movie called Destroyer where she wears like a dusty... She, she looks disheveled throughout the whole movie. Um, it's so Tignataro, it's crazy. Here's what you need to know. I went to a screening of Destroyer, this movie... And I thought there was supposed to be a Q&A afterwards. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, excited to see Nicole Kidman. And then the lights go up, nothing happens. I'm like, I guess I'm just going home. Excuse me. I walk outside the theater. There is just Nicole Kidman sitting at the bar waiting for people in the movie to, who are watching the movie to talk to her. <laughs> Imagine being near Nicole Kidman. Imagine her seeing you. <laughs> I felt grotesque immediately I was I could not have been more than six feet away from her the fact that she inspired me to honestly I was trying to leave the planet so I could be not be so close to Nicole Kidman who is 11 foot 4 she is full beanstalk and a perfect person who's great in every movie has she ever been bad she loves being amongst the people she was just like milling about at the boy race premiere. That's what I'm saying. Standing there by the entrance. You two are giving me like on screen because I need, I need a little something extra. Uh I need an Instagram post. Mm. You need I need a wayward interview. Mm. I need a little, I need a little something and they're both wonderful. A little je ne sais Yeah, but they're just a little, (laughs) yeah. I need a little of that. I get it. I need a little of that. Okay. Well, I guess finally, what was your favorite obsession this year, guys? Mine was, although she was born in 2017, mine was Fiona the Hippo. No, hold on. What is the origin story of Fiona the Hippo? Is it just well, the, okay. well so hippos get Fiona born. the Hippo was born at the Cincinnati Zoo. One of the and great she, zoos. Yes. <laughs> and she was premature and she was so little and they thought she would die. And I actually was at the LA Zoo visiting another hippo and... <laughs> That's real. What is the you can Kara, find it on Instagram? What is the Kara Kara hippo. hippo fascination origin story? <laughs> but um, they were like the hip. She was so premature that they actually thought she might die. But they did such a good job caring for her that Fiona lived and she's thriving and she looks amazing and full and full bodied <laughs> and she's incredible. And um, her people cover flawless. Yes. So she just like she just survived. She's like Ariana. She's a fucking survivor. <laughs> And she's the attraction of the Cincinnati Zoo. I was bored in Cincinnati. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. But we have that. I don't. She just, she has grown up. She's matured. She's come into her own. I'm so proud of her. She's gaining weight. She looks incredible. She's eating right. I'm just so happy for her. 
You could just describe what she does in an average day all day. I could. <laughs> She's walking over there. Well, and she'll swim. And you know, hippos, they can't breathe underwater. So when they're down, they're holding their breath. So they have to go to the bottom and then jump off. That's the, that's the sailing thing. And they have also the Cincinnati Zoo documents her so well that it gives me so many opportunities for Fiona memes. Sure. Also, so, I, what I yeah. also like about her is hippos secretly also terrifying. Terrifying. Animals. You do not fuck with hippos. Yeah. That's the incredible thing. She looks like a like a, a sea whale ballerina, <laughs> but then she will fuck you up. Yes. And I I love her. That's all. That's all I have. That is apparent. That is apparent. Thank wow. You. I cannot believe I have spent all this time dragging Lewis for loving things from like 1912. <laughs> When you are crazy, too. <laughs> I'm okay with it. How long have you been in the hippos? <laughs> it's actually, it's my dad. The hippos are my dad's favorite animal. So I think I just absorbed it. Oh, well, now you made oh, it cute. Oh, I know, cute. I made it cute. It, ran, it runs in the family. My dad's favorite animal was abandoning me. Louis, oh. <laughs> what was your obsession this year? That I am moving on from that. Oh, my God. Good transition. Um, mine is the endless reign of RuPaul. It just never, it never ends. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race every season is at the very least entertaining. But also just like the dialogue that happens between these contestants. It is one, one of the most casually intersectional shows ever. And you just are getting so many different types of gay stories, uh, queer stories, etc. Specifically this year. We got to get the vixen on this podcast. The vixen was this sort of, uh, sort of like a self-proclaimed antagonistic type who started kind of fights with other people, always backed herself in a corner. And then at the last minute, Asia O'Hara, who was one of the finalists this season, had this heart-to-heart with her about what she was doing and why she was sad. And it was so poignant and so like, these two gay people get each other and I just don't know when else I see that on TV. And it was not fucking since Blanche amazing. and Stella. That, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Blanche and Stella. Oh, Blanche and oh, Stella. Blanche. I thought you said Manch and Stella. Yes, I know what streetcar is. Manch yes. and Stella, my favorite drag queen. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're always talking gibberish. I let it go sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, if you guys aren't into RuPaul, my recommendation is start literally anywhere. You will love it. It is so fucking entertaining. There's a reason it's winning all the Emmys now. It's not just because, oh, RuPaul's been in the business a while. We got to throw him something. It is fucking riveting. So, RuPaul for all time. RuPaul. Ira, what are you obsessed with? For some reason, in the year of our Lord 2018, I am still watching Riverdale. Do you remember us texting about Riverdale? Yes! Because I was not, when the, the second half of the second season, and I remember texting, I was like, should I keep watching this? And you told me to, and I didn't. I just... I was sort of iffy when, like, a serial killer showed up. Yes. And then the serial killer was killed, but then it turned out there was another serial killer. And they the serial kill, killer had already died kill, on Grey's Anatomy. They didn't kill the real one. It's like, what is this, Quantico? Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just like Archie is, like, always naked. Okay. And I feel like all the other boys have realized that they get screen time when they're shirtless, so, like, their right. Instagrams are just like them working out all the time so that they can be shirtless on the show. And now this season, 
it's gone from jingle jangle to like they're playing D and D all the time. Here's my question and for like, you: There is a there is a gargoyle king walking around. There are cults. There okay. is demonic possession. But see that here's the thing: when I signed up for Riverdale, like I've said, it was hot teens doing hot teen shit. Right. It was prom and pep rallies and abs. Yes, I wanted hot teens doing hot teen things because that cast is unbelievable. Everyone on that show is so attractive. And when they added the serial killer, I was like, this is not what I signed up for. When is homecoming? <laughs> when is when is the love triangle? And when is someone getting drunk in the bathroom at homecoming? That's what I wanted. They don't have time for homecoming. Veronica's running a speakeasy underneath the diner. No. No. Is that yes. real? Is that real? She has a speakeasy. <laughs> Veronica? Yes! Oh, I can't get over She owns Pops. No. Oh, yeah, because they bought it. I she do remember. She stole it from her mobster father. Kelly Ripa's husband bought brought yes. props. Yeah, I do remember. Kelly Ripa is joining the show. No, she's not. I is think she? she's joining for like a cameo. Oh, my God. Maybe I, I'll watch them. I just can't get over. It is the most random property to make hot. I mean, truly, is hot Charlie Brown coming? They were always Slut hot. Slut Schroeder on the piano. No, no. They were always hot in the comics. I want, that hot? They were pretty hot. I want pretty hot Casper. Hot Casper. Ca- ooh. Christina's available. Sure. <laughs> Remember when she played a stand-up comic on The Good Wife? I'm talking about Christina Ricci. I wouldn't have cast her for that. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. Iris, should I do the work of, of going back and Please. rejoining Riverdale? Please. Oh, gosh. Have her, do you People are weeping. It is, it is the new passion. Okay. Let me just tell you, I won't spoil it for you. Someone and their mom killed a man in their kitchen and hid the body. That's some Alfred Hitchcock Presents shit. They shoved the car into the lake like in Psycho. It was an homage. All right, I may be in myself. Okay. We'll we'll go, Lewis, we'll go buy some Jingle Jangle at Trader Joe's. (laughs) And eat it while we catch up on Riverdale. That can be our own podcast. Yes. We don't even need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> when we're back, keep it. We're back. <laughs> now it's time for our favorite segment. Keep it. Still our favorite segment. I think in 2019 we need a new segment that's our favorite. So we have to rename the show. Yeah. I, don't, I love renaming things. Okay. Stay I current. Named, I just named Lewis Blair. <laughs> I relate I to Lisa Welchel on a spiritual level. I could sure. see that. Yeah, I can see a Blair. Yeah. Blair is a cool male name and a lady name. Yeah. Anybody in here named Blair? I just like it. Anyway. <laughs> Blair Kirk. Okay. <laughs> anyway. We're going to give our keep it for 2019. It's a little early. What shit do you not want to see in 2019, Kara? Take it away. I need people to stop not deleting their tweets. You're a famous person now. 
Delete your goddamn tweets. You know what my tweets do? Every 365 days, they are gone. I didn't know they this existed. Go- yes, he didn't know. Tweet they delete are gone. Net. Because here's the problem. It becomes someone, something happens to someone. They get a role, they get whatever. And then someone finds some dumb fucking thing that you tweeted five years ago. And now we all have to go through this bullshit news cycle. We have to talk about it. We have to deal with this. It takes up time. I believe that maybe you've evolved. People have said, we're all idiots. Let's be real. All of us. We're stupid. And people say stupid things. And you could have grown. It could be different. And delete your stupid goddamn tweets before you are booked on SNL or hosting the Oxers or any other shit. Just stop. Enough. Because now we all have to have conversations about about tweets. We have to have (laughs) conversations about tweets. Don't we talk about the president's tweets enough? Don't we talk about the president's tweets enough? And I just feel like, does no one have a friend... Does no one have someone saying, hey, Lewis, you're famous now. Uh-huh. Delete your tweets. Does no one have that? Does no one have friends? Does no one pay people to give them good advice? I don't understand what's happening. In the new year, I don't want to deal with your dumb shit that you said five years ago. Enough of it. Just be done with it. It's a waste of my time. I'm tired of talking about it. It's too much. These are dumb stories. It's just, <laughs> let us let us hate you for being an awful person now. Yeah, right. Not before. Right. I don't remember shit about 2014. Exactly. and don't want to think about it. Who remembers? I was standing, <laughs> I was I was watching Cardi B videos on Instagram, standing in a body Way dress before in the meatpacking district. That's right. Okay? It doesn't matter. We're talking about now. The only person whose tweets I don't want deleted are Rihanna's. Oh, oh sure. obviously. Obviously. A savant and a genius. Do you know, I feel like we haven't discussed enough. Do you know how many podcast. times I just like go look up good luck booking that stage you speak of? I know. <laughs> Poor I ret- Sierra. I'm I, sorry. I retweet it sometimes when I want to subtweet someone. I know. It's so easy. I look forward in 2019 to Rihanna's reggae album. I don't know what's going to happen, but I want it. <laughs> She's going to release five more makeup lines and not now. And I'm going to have bought it all. <laughs> I have spent so much money on Rihanna. Um, but yeah, she, no, she can keep her tweets. I'm going to be so mad if she drops an album before this airs. Anyway. No, she won't. She won't Lewis. She wouldn't do that to us. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. Um, keep it to just any Trump slash Putin are fucking joke meme thing. Let's not bring that into the new year. Guys, it's not funny. I don't want to think about them fucking. I've got news for you. Fucking is fun. I don't want to think about it in regards to these two people. It's not as fun anymore. You know what I'm saying? Some joke for people I hate. I hate those people. You know what I'm saying? And additionally, I want to get rid of spreading, liberals spreading terms Trump made popular and trying to owe them like fake news. I hate when people use words. It's like you're legitimizing things that you don't mean to legitimize and you're trying to describe something do it using other terms that you came up with. Trust me, you're a better writer than he is. There we are. No more. My keep it for 2019 is global warming. <laughs> Where are we going to keep it? I don't want to die. <laughs> anyway, that's been our show. <laughs> uh, thank you all for coming to the Peppermint Club. Woo. Thank you to the Peppermint Club for having us. For having us. Thank you to Tommy. Thank for you to showing up and doing okay on our quiz. Yeah. Shall we process out? All right. That's <laughs> it. Bye. Thank you, guys.
March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered 1-gig internet for $59.99 per month, plus a $150 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.